0: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching this right now, I'm going to give you a second to catch up. We are on one hour, 59 minutes, and one second. That's one hour, 59 minutes, one second. NWA Starcade, the original, 1983. And wow. I've said it once and I'll say it again. This is the first time I've actually watched it completely front to back and this is four corner posts for me, four corner posts, definitely, so if you're watching, and by the way, I'm also eating some potato slash macaroni salad, homemade, it's delicious, from Pretty Black, across the street, now, ladies and gentlemen, three, two, one, play, And here is the impeccable, the one and only Gordon Soley. And I like, once again, I pointed this out. I really noticed how Gordon Soley, in the interviewing area, I guess you can call it, his presence and his voice is much different than how it is when he's announcing And right now we're about to get set, they're setting up right now, if you were listening to part four, or part three, or whatever part it was, the last part, but they're list, uh, they're setting up right now for the Steel Cage match, so they're obviously stalling for time, damn, this is some good freaking salad right here, non-salad salad, I guess. And Bob is going back to ringside. Oh, no, maybe not. Does anybody remember? I believe it was WrestleMania 1. It could have been WrestleMania 2. It might have been WrestleMania 1. But does anybody remember when they went to, um, somebody was supposed to cut a promo? And they totally didn't get to the video package during the match. But they just went right to the voice. Then they had the. um, His opponents. uh, I forgot. Was it WrestleMania 1 or WrestleMania 2? It was one or the other. But they totally screwed that up. So I got to say. If. I can actually say a negative about this, because I have to be honest, I, I, the only negative I have is the audio, her microphone still works, right, flair and see once again i think a lot of this might have been pre-recorded on the strength that really everybody in the interview is going for rick flair there's nobody that says harley race even wrestlemania 4 wrestlemania 4 between hogan and savage the crowd was legit just split in half but everybody here want, is rooting for Rick Flair over Harley Race. Everybody. Oh yeah, this was a bad mofo. Oh, they finally have the cage set up. Oh, yeah. Watch these introductions, folks. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Out of respect, I'm gonna shut up for the rest of this song. If, if you had me make a comparison real quick, I do have to say, Mean Gene Oakland, Wrestlemania 1, definitely topped that. And here we go for the entrance of Ric Flair, Woo! the Nature Boy. you right, she how the lights went out, all together. They're gonna have the, uh, look at this lighting too, which is phenomenal for 1983. How the Midnature Boy makes his entrance, and folks, remember when we first started out, there was no entrances, We you just pop, if I'm not mistaken, there were no entrances at all, everybody just popped up in the ring. And once again that's how you that's how you build a, a wrestling event that's the psychology behind the wrestling event man you see how great this event was for those who haven't watched it and for those who have watched it before we were doing the watch one today you see how great this once again, I pointed it out in the last, three, uh, the last three or four podcasts, I pointed it out again. You see how that, at the beginning, the crowd was sitting down, they were yelling, they were booing, they were cheering, but they were all sitting down. As the event went on, one or two people stood up, and you had a few more people, and now everybody's standing. The end of the last match now everybody's standing. Nobody can sit down and watch this with player entrance. Remarkable. Remember, folks. November 1983, I can't stress enough, 38 years ago, you did not see anything like this, especially in professional wrestling, you didn't see anything like this in uh, rock concerts, nothing, definitely not boxing events. look at that cage and see that's a legit cage i like that cage because remember that's the cage that they have originally and it's a nice looking cage because it looks like a real cage like real fencing now no offense the hell in a cell that they have now looks like garbage i they spray painted it red and i don't like it it doesn't it doesn't look intimidating to me that's just the hell in a cell it's not an actual cage you know what i'm saying the cage matches now when's the last time wwe for them that matter when's the last time AEW actually had a cage match I like to see a cage match in the NWA. I'll tell you that. NWA power with the go Harley race with the Harley race pose and with the helmet here. And Ric Flair's pacing back and forth. Oh, he's ready. This is going to be a fight. A match, a fight. And Harley Race didn't have any entrance music. You see, that's what I actually miss. They need, they need a legit heel. So bad. Not even badass. Just so bad, the guy don't even have entrance music. Or the girl don't even have entrance, or the lady don't even have entrance music, excuse me. But they need a badass heel, so bad, they don't even have entrance music. They just walk to the ring and people are pissed off and don't even want to see this person. because so they know this person means business. They're the badass heel with no entrance music. They bring back no entrance music heels. Guys so badass, don't even have a manager. Believe it or not, the first time I've actually seen Harley race um, it was when I was a child. It was in the early to mid-1990s. But it was legit, it was legit when he was managing uh, Big Van Vader in WCW. I had no clue Harley Race was actually as great as he was until like a little while after, a few years after that. But at the time, I just thought he was a really great manager, even though he only managed Vader. Termination. And there we go again. Not sure what the hell just happened, but, wow, isn't that a freaking, pause this for one second, folks, because, for some reason, we just got, Peacock app, for some reason, we just got caught a total freaking lag right here. And I apologize once again, it's not me, it's the freaking Peacock app. That that It happens on every Peacock app and that either I have or people that I know have in the southern part of New York. But now we're about to go back to it, hopefully there's no screw-ups. <laughs> and imagine that build-up, folks, on the way to the freaking uh, watch-along. We're almost getting into like a mini, mini little air. Right, here we go, and press start. We're at two minutes and forty-seven seconds right now. But not Gene kaniski right? Yep. Yep, Gene kaniski Now, Gene Snitsky, Gene Knitsky, you see how he's going over there and he's checking the turnbuckles? He's about to pass the uh, Harley Race and he said something to Harley Race. Now he's about to check the yellow turnbuckles. And I bet you he's about to walk in player's direction in a few seconds. As the announces going over to uh, introduce Harley Race. See the sleight of hand? Oh, this is going to be a great cage match. But I true haven't seen it yet. And here we go, folks. Once again, NWA power, or NWA in general, just please bring back the freaking cage match. I want to see, I want to see Nick Aldis, the new day Ric Flair, and Trevor Murdoch, the modern day Holly Race. I want to see both of them. Yeah, I just said that. I want to see both of them face off in a steel cage match with Trevor Murdoch going over. Look at that fence. That's a real fence. You're not climbing over that. And they didn't have to put barbed wire around it either. They just had a real fence. Damn. Young Ric Flair looks so much like Charlotte Flair that's amazing, and Harley Race, still it's, uh, you ever, let Harley Race headbutt you, just one time, what the special referee, the great Gene Kanitsky, not Gene Snitsky, and here we go folks, you see how they were in the ring, how many minutes already, and the bell didn't even start, the match didn't even start yet. That's how you do it. Now the fans, the fans are into it. And here they go, the lockup. This what we're going to do, this and that. All right, stop and the lockup. And they're going right into it. See, I see what they're doing now. They're stopping and going, and eventually they're going to build up to a full fledged, all out bra. See that? Once again, that's exactly what they did the last tag, the last match, the uh, tag match that they had for the NWA Tag Team Champions. I guarantee you, they're going to build this up and build this up and build this up. And little by little, you're going to see more intensity and you're going to see more. It's going to be good. And the tie up. Now you see how Gene Kudelski is not playing any of that. Take note of that. Now remember, back in the eighties, this sort of uh, these sort of things did not happen. With the referee actually, literally, like get involved that much in it. Here and there they were, but actually building up a story or an angle to it was virtually unheard of. And you hear the crowd in the background, you hear the feet stomping on the bleachers, you hear that? And that's another thing you do not hear these days. You might hear the crowd chanting and whatever song they just have in mind or whatever they do. But you do not hear the feet stomping these days. That's another lost thing that you don't have in professional wrestling these days. Oh, and the high knee. <laughs> Speaking of Brutus Beefcake, the high knee. And you see how we just missed it, but it was good because at the camera angle, his head didn't even have to hit the mat. But yet, that was a big, that was a good part of the match itself. That was a major, a major part of the match. And like I said, right now when you're watching, obviously they're going to take it slow. They're going to build it up, take it slow. Build it up, take it slow. Take it slow, take it slow. And then that's what they're going to let loose. And the fans are going to explode. And I honestly, right now, I give this, once again, I give this four corner posts. This is legit. It's only. They kept this great. This entire event from beginning to end. My, like I said, my only frustration was what? One was um, what the microphone started cutting out left and right for some reason. But they quickly, you know, fixed that. And then they had three tag team matches back to back. Then they had uh, one singles match. And then another tag team match. So if I'm not, I could be mistaken, but if I'm not mistaken, there was only two singles matches. Oh, Flair with the green Ric Flair boots. When's the last time you saw those green-wick boots? How many times you see the red-wick red flare boots with the white writing? I would like to know where those boots are right now, actually. You actually think that they're uh, either in somebody's collection or... Flair still has them. And a souple, remember folks, not a suplex, a souple. which I still think is weird. Just like when they started calling a Hurricane Rana a Hurricane which is a Hurricane Rana with, with a Spanish accent. Just like a Suplex is a uh, sup plague a soup Excuse me, is a suplex with a with a French accent. Another sup a souple, I was like, what? <laughs> And now remember, we're a few minutes into the match. Not once have they actually used the cage. They went from uh, a technical match, and now they're getting into just, you know, a brutal match. Like just an all-out brawl. Before they actually get to using the cage itself. Now you see how Jim Kanitsky is getting involved again. And this is a great match. I'm sorry. I want to give you guys as much uh, information as I can possibly. But I'm really, really, really into this match right now. Because this is just a great match. And once again, the best comparison I can do right now is to actually compare this to WrestleMania 1. This took place uh, November 24th of 1983. WrestleMania 1 took place. March 31st of 1985, so you got November, December, January, February, March, okay, so one year and four months before WrestleMania One. and you can compare, like, even in the audience, they have the red lighting, and in, in the audience scattered here and there, like, the lighting is just beautiful, I, I just think, like, the production itself was so much superior. I've said it a thousand times throughout the, uh, the four or five watch-alongs, and I'll say it again. Superior. The build-up, the matches, and everything, I think, was superior. The announce, uh, I can't say the announcing. I think the announcing was Even. The announcing was definitely even. Because even though it was two definitely, uh, two different announce teams, like Gordon Soley's announcing and, and the NWA right now at, uh, Starcade. there was no, you know, back and forth, there was no, you know, the heel, face announced team that was just an announced team as you're hearing right now because comparison Wrestlemania one was really Monsoon and Jesse Ventura obviously one was obviously the face the other was obviously the heel so they were complete opposites but the announced teams themselves were actually really really they were, they were just even if you had to compare the two announced teams it's definitely even And now, here's where they start using the cage itself. How far into the match, and now they start using the cage? That is smart. I've always thought it should always build up like that. Just like in an, uh, a no-holds bard match. Why do they actually have to go all out and like? My- Still using weapons within 30 seconds, even three minutes into the match. Should they not even, like, they should have a freaking, a nice freaking fist to cup and just beat the piss out of each other for the first, you know, five minutes, six minutes. Then the weapons come out. Slowly but surely the weapons come out. Don't pull them all up, out at once. damn, and there goes that headbutt, and Harley Race himself has actually came out before he passed away, and said that he actually, and there's the fallen headbutt, and said that he actually regrets, um, actually having the fallen headbutt, or the diving headbutt off the top rope, or the middle rope, or whatever rope he uses, but you get the point, because he's used, you know, the middle rope sometimes, he's used the bottom rope I've seen, but it, uh, the falling headbutt itself, Harley races actually came out and said he wishes he didn't actually use it, because so many other people actually started using it after him, and it really jacks your brain up, you ever have a concussion, that shit freaking hurts, I've had a few, it is no joke, it is no joke, it's a very, very serious situation, And I'm actually glad that professional wrestling in general is actually taking more precautions towards it, and, and sports. Yeah, like, what is Jinkovic? Why is Jinkovic actually counting? Is he going to disqualify Harley Race if he doesn't break by five? And Flair with the cheap shot, even though Flair is actually in the face. And there goes. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the infamous uh blue tights the typical blue tights with the typical blue knee pads and flair's got some light blue tights but still i I just think it's funny because uh how many how many guys have actually had the infamous blue tights with the infamous blue knee pads A tree Kanishki, who just whispered, "Rain right to his ear." And he told him something. I don't know what canister just told Holy Race, but he's about to tell Flair. And we're about to find out in a few seconds. Ever committed this Holly Race? He's just throw a player. Oof. So you got player busted open, now you got Holly Race busted open. Which is bad because I just said this before, this is in 83 and I just actually, uh, earlier on in the earlier podcast, I think it was uh, the first one or the second one, one of those podcasts, but I actually just said something about freaking Abdullah the Butcher. So they should definitely be taking uh, caution, especially, especially since age just came around right back. But actually, I don't know if it was um in the public and all over the media in November of 83, but I know by 85, I believe it definitely was. And now Koniski's pushing around Flair. See, what's just confusing me right here, folks? Because if you think about it, like, wait, is Koniski a face or a heel? And Flair's doing heel as shit, even though Flair is obviously a face. So I, I'm guessing Koniski's a face on the strength that he's calling everything down the middle. And Rick Flair is just Rick Flair. And this is a cage match, which I don't understand because now you have seen Koniski that's just getting way too involved in this in this match for no reason at all. All right, Koniski is just getting involved in the match for no reason, way too. This is a cage match. Let him go at it. Ah, See what I mean? There you go. I just don't understand why Gene just keeps getting involved in this match. Which, in return, actually makes Harley Race actually look like a face. So, is this... um, Sorry, I just wanted to let that, uh, pinfall go, Put it, it, is this the start of a Harley Race slash Ric Flair face heel turn? Like, Flair, you know, he may be a face after this, and Harley Race may still be a heel, but in the future, this could be, like, this is could be planting the seeds, So that is definitely what it feels like. We'd definitely be planting the seeds for that. And a back body drop. Or belly to back suplex, or whatever you want to call it. Which is weird because you have two different types of, uh, well, two or three different types of cage matches. You have the cage match where it's a pinfall or submission only. Then you have the cage match where it's just elimination only. Then you have a cage match where it's pinfall, elimination. Oh, not pinfall, elimination, excuse me, escape. Then you have the cage match where it's pinfall, submission, or escape. All three. But uh, G Kaminsky definitely is getting involved. <laughs> Just way too much. This is like a... I don't know how to call it, but this is—it's <laughs> funny. And it goes a suplex and a reversal. And once again, great shot of the crowd, but horrible timing. And look how bloody they are. And they have butt again. And there goes, yep. And that, that is the move that Harley rates himself the falling headbutt or the diving headbutt. It's the falling headbutt what Harley makes through them. But regardless, see, you see how he connected, like, dead on with the head. And he said himself, he wish he would have never done it because so many people have done it after him. So, not a diving headbutt, uh, they actually don't uh, connect with the head, they actually connect with the shoulder. So, it's actually not a diving headbutt, it's a diving shoulder butt. And they kick out. Uh, but, which is weird because if you look at it this way, is it weird calling it a diving shoulder butt because that's exactly what it is? Or is it as weird as WCW calling a foreign object an international object? And he's still beating Flair bloody. I think they should have just had elimination only. But I mean, like I said, this is before elimination only. Not elimination, excuse me, escape. But this is way before that. This is pinfall, all submission only. I still like those guardrails on the outside I gotta say it's simple you can still see the crowd at full view are so nice and hard if they were a lot sturdier and a lot more like into the ground you can just toss people it, it looks brutal now the guardrails if there are any look just, I'm sorry, but the guardrails—they're just so protected. And there he goes again. I don't think so. I—I I would have to say Gene Kudelski is doing a horrible job. It, it is a cage match. A reversal into who play <laughs> that's that's think that's funny and missed with a face full of red Oh, and then headbutted Kandinsky. Yeah, how... I don't know how Harley Race did not have a lot, and I mean a lot of mental problems, and I mean this in the nicest way to say it, because do you see the amount of headbutts he handed out in this match alone? And here comes the pitfall, ladies and gentlemen. And look at the fans jumping up and down, running all over the place. Do you see the build up? Do you still see the build up? That art has been lost for the longest time. For the longest time. But little Moscowsco back in the ring so ladies and gentlemen let me cut this off because it's been real real late and I do have to get to sleep because work is work thank you guys so much for watching the long politicalness radio this has been the square circle n w a Starcade one unbelievable classic Classic. Thank you for